Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Frank, hey, what's happening, bud? Greg, hey, happy Tuesday to you, buddy. Thank you, sir. I heard a little rumor. Cheer. That we are talking baseball. What's up, Greggy? How'd you sleep last night? Slept great, man. Slept really, really well last night. No nightmares. No nightmares. Ooh. No nightmares. Did you do something differently last night? I did. I put an extra blanket on me. <laughs> did you get cold or something? I was just really cold last night. All right. Before I went to bed, I was like, I, can use the I mean, extra it's blanket. cold outside. I didn't want Judy to like steal the blanket and I'd be freezing, so I just put the extra blanket on. Still great. If you don't live in the Northeast, it's about thirty degrees outside right now, and especially at night, that goes down to like twenty, below twenty. It was cold last night. Do you normally open the window or? Um, in this weather, no. It's really too cold, though. I like I open it like a millimeter, just so I could get like a tiny bit of air. So the thing but is, it's cold, dude. We don't. I don't put the heat on because then it's, my room's so small; it gets so hot. Yeah. So then I can open the window. Then I would open the window in that case, but I'd rather just stay cold and put the extra blanket on. That's it. All right. Yeah. I know Greg is a big cold guy. Yeah. You leave the AC running all the way until <laughs> when? When do you normally stop using the air conditioner? Like into the fall. So in my my building, the air conditioning like switches over to heat. Um, in like mid-October, which always like really upsets me because like <laughs> you have been global warming now. Like the the yeah, I mean we still get some sixty degree days in October. Right, in yeah. November as well, even though my wedding was freezing, but like in November it's like hot out. Not hot out, but like warm out. The biggest part of the winter is now January, February, March, mm-hmm. rather than December, January, February. So I want to correct. I'd rather just like push the AC like into November now instead of just cutting it off at October. I had a buddy, a friend that I grew up with that he would just leave his air conditioner running all year long. Love it. It never stopped. Love it. Even in the winter, I'm like, I love it so much. I would get, I would enter his house. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is your house like 30 degrees? I like the cold. So there you go. I love the cold. Great. What do you want to talk about today, Greg? I wanted to talk, you asked me this last night. Baseball for transparency. You're like, all right, what do you want to do? I know, like, he's like Wednesday. We have a. Um, I'm in a mock. Tra- I'm in this uh, mock or an industry or a real draft. Yeah, it's, it's not a real draft. We're not playing it out. It's an expert's mock draft. All right. So, so Frank's like, I'm in a mock. So I want to talk about that on Wednesday. I know Zion's coming back. What do you want to talk about? I go, you know what? 
Then we should talk baseball and like the amount of gifts that Frank sent in a five minute span. Oh, is the Denzel Washington one for sure? It was. My, my man. man. My <laughs> man. And I wanted to talk baseball and Frank knew why because I was going through my time hop. And like three or four years ago, I was deep in like Tyler Chatwood splits at this time. And then when I saw that, I was like, man, I really fall Frank, what team is Tyler player. Chatwood on? Oh, I have no idea. Oh my God. What's, what team is Tyler Chatwood? I have, I have no idea. See, this is all grown up, Greggy, now. What team is Tyler Chatwood on? He doesn't on? have time for fantasy baseball anymore. So I last remember Tyler Chatwood on the Cubs. But I feel like he's not on the Cubs anymore. Mm. Is, that, is that accurate? I don't know. You tell me. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I don't know what team he's on. What team is he on, Greg? I, I, but I said I don't know. I, I'm asking you. <laughs> he's on the Cubs. He's still, he's still <laughs> yeah, on the Cubs. Yes. Right. So it's a quick trick question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's penciled in as their fifth starter right now. Yeah, Tyler Chat would still remember the Cubs. It'll be interesting to see the Cubs rotation now that like you don't have Joe Madden to try to just like screw you up. As well as like the position You don't have Joe Madden? As in their yeah, ace? I guess it's we. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, but we like I don't think there'll be as much in as much as like position flexibility as we're used to seeing probably. Um for the Cubs. It'll be really different not having Joe Madden there. And now that Joe Madden's back with the Angels, like a lot of things will change there. I think the Cubs are gonna stink. If I'm just being honest. I think they're gonna stink. You think they trade Chris Bryant? I think their total their total win their total win total, that's that makes sense. Their regular season win total is around eighty six and a half right now. I would I would be hammering the under. I don't think the Cubs are going to be good. Yeah, I I haven't gone through the win totals yet. By the way, speaking of win totals, this guy dominated the NFL win totals. That's right. So you and EY get to split a team shirt for me now. EY makes a lot more money than I do, right. so I vote that EY just buys you a shirt. Oh, you, that's, that's up to you guys, <laughs> not me. I, I, I just won. I'll see if I can talk him into that. All I did was win. Congratulations, Greg. Thank you. I won the baseball win totals. You won the football win totals. Thank you very much. I would have it no other way. Would you not have it any other way? Well, we're, we're the experts, right? So as long as EY doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> like he did in fantasy football uh, three times against us. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Greg, come on, man. You're supposed to build up your, your strength. I don't do that. And put down your weaknesses. I don't do that. It's, <laughs> that's not how we operate on this program. So anyway, going back. So when, Eddie, when Frank sent me that text, I was like, all right, I want to talk baseball. And I really thought about what made sense to talk about. And yes, we can go through leaderboards. And I'm not there yet where I can... Kind of just dive into some of these hard to like hard hit percentage last year. Or full, like, tra- full transparency, I'm not there yet either, Greg. Like I'm really diving into pitching. Right, I'm about thirty pitchers in right now. I'm deep diving every starting pitcher. So by this, so time, I haven't even got to other positions yet. So by this time, three years ago, like I was kind of looking at some of these uh, advanced statistics. I don't know why I put the quotations, but because it was just advanced statistics. But like I was looking at advanced statistics and trying to see, like, oh, this guy should either bounce back or overperform or underperform what he did the year before. But I'm not there yet. So I'm more in the mainstream. Like I think a lot of fantasy players are at the moment. And the biggest story, of course, in baseball is today with the Hall of Fame uh, class being announced. There's a, there's a pretty good chance that Derek Jeter is the only player announced as a Hall of Famer today. Read two pecked. Let's go. Read two pecked. Indeed, I should wear a read two pecked shirt. Um, there's a really good chance Derek Jeter is the only Hall of Famer announced today. The other, I guess, top contenders, if you will, are Kurt Schilling, who's Kurt Schilling, who's an a-hole, so I don't want to talk about him. And but that shouldn't affect whether or not he gets into the Hall of disagree, Fame. Disagree, actually. There Why is, is that? Because there is a... Aren't you putting the Hall of Fame based on your play on the field? Your uh, performance? Mostly, yes. But there's also the... I don't know what the word is. But the reason that, like... 
I guess you have to be able to like represent the like, Hall of Fame oh, community, oh, it was, right? It was Joel Sherman's tweet. I'll find it during the break. Yeah. When talked no, about I get it. what you're saying. Obviously, like Kurt Schilling's been like in some weird speculative stuff, yeah. but what he did on the field, uh, there's no doubt. Good in enough. That. It's good enough. You can say the same thing for the steroid guys. Oh, I, I, and I believe the steroid guy should be in. So do I. I should Larry Walker. So do I. All right, we'll be back right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. The stadium was built by Ruth. Oh, this is why I don't want to talk about baseball. The Yankees lineup was a murderous nonsense. Wait, do you have a special Huggins guest lined up or something? They were champions why do you have the song again? I don't. When winning Didn't. became the only my game from Marsa's no special guest. I'm talking baseball. Bill Tickey and Lazari. Yankee baseball. Yankees. We are going to talk about DJ LeMayhew. Reynolds Rashid. Yeah, some point. Derek Jeter, read two peck. Yeah, so Jeter's going to get in today. We'll see if Schilling doesn't. And it was the character clause I was referring to that keep him out and fine. The steroid guys, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they always hover around 60%. I don't think they go, I think people have kind of made their minds either you're for them or you're against them. That, that doesn't really change year after year, unfortunately. Which is ridiculous. I agree. I agree. Ridiculous. I don't know. I've definitely shared this before, but I'll just remind people who might be, uh, might have just joined us recently watching the Fantasy BFFs. Um, there were players basically before the steroid era from the, I don't know, let's say 70s to 80s, 70s through 90s, yeah. that all took greenies. Sure. They all took uppers. Of course. It was rampant coke in, in baseball. The clubhouse. Yeah, there was coke. There was, you know, there was amphetamines. It's, it's speed. It's a performance-enhancing drug. Correct. It doesn't do what steroids do. I mean, they help you in different ways. Sure. But those things were very popular in the era just before the steroid era. Very much so. So why are those players in the Hall of Fame? I, I don't have I any mean, answer. I mean, you can't turn your eye to one thing and, you know, strike that down on another. So it's ridiculous to me. The steroid guys should all be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I'm completely with you on that. Completely with you. So the other guy who has not been... Um, Thought of using steroids, but outside of the steroid of where he played his home baseball games. And that's Larry Walker. This is Larry Walker's 10th and final season on the ballot. And last year, Frank, how, what is the percentage of votes that he got? He was right around 60, 59% of the vote. I think it was actually 54%, if I remember correctly. Uh, 54.6, yeah, sorry. Right. So it was, 50, it was 54% of the vote last year. Got to drop 20% in his final year. It's a lot. It's a lot. Is Larry Walker Hall of Famer to you? I think that Larry Walker is a Hall of Famer. I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you. Now, a lot of people say, oh, he's very good, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't think that's it's... fair to say. But they've let so many other players that have kind of fit that mold beforehand into the Hall of Fame that if it's the, the very best, then that's how... That's what people should have been judged by all along. There are a bunch of players in there who were not the very best not. in the sport Harold that Baines are in the Hall the of Fame. Exactly. So, yes, Larry Walker should not be punished because he played in Colorado. But that's the thing. It's not fair. Like, oh... He took advantage of where he played. All right. I mean, th- plenty of players have played at the confines of Wrigley Field when it was even smaller than it is, right? Like, it's crazy that this guy gets, in my opinion, he gets penalized because he plays in Colorado. That's ridiculous to me. 
And I understand the home and road splits are uh, egregious. That, that's fine. But it's not, that's not a fine case. Which leads me to another player who, as you're going to point out in a few moments, Frank, whose home and road splits are drastic. And that's Nolan Arenado. The other big story in baseball outside of the Hall of Fame and outside of every cheater in Houston is Nolan Arenado and will he or will he not be traded? You asked me a few weeks back, Frankie, is it a foregone conclusion that Nolan Arenado will not be a member of the Colorado Rockies next year? And I said, absolutely not. Like, I think he will play for the Rockies. Last night, their general manager came out and said, yeah, we're done with the trade talks. No one will be here in spring. And Arenado... And Arenado's been very silent up until now. Until he says, quote, I feel disrespected. And then everyone was like, oh, he feels disrespected. He was being shopped in a trade. He then calls a reporter back. No, 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 no. I don't feel disrespected about being trade rumors. That's fine. It's part of the business. I feel disrespected over things I don't want to talk about. And I feel disrespected over how our offseason has gone. And if you read the tea leaves there, it's very obvious what he's talking about. When he signed this monstrous extension last year, he went to the owner, Dick Monfort, and he went to um, the general manager, and he said, listen, if I'm signing here, I expect to be competitive every single year. I want to compete every single year. Two years ago, they spent all these money on terrible players like Wade Davis and Brian Shaw and... Um, what's the other guy I'm forgetting? Ian, Ian Desmond. Desmond. right? And uh, Ian Desmond. None of whom worked out, but they tried. Last year, with a... A couple of additions, like Daniel Murphy. You thought, okay, maybe they'll be all right this year. I liked them last year. I'm sure I took the over because I'm a Rockies fan. And they were awful. They were awful. So this year, Nolan Arenado expected them to improve, to do something. But the Rockies have not signed a single major league free agent. And it's currently January 21st. Not one. This offseason. For a team that finished with... One of the worst records in the National League. 71 and 91. Awful. Now, in fairness to them, they do have the second highest payroll in the NL West going into this season behind the Dodgers. I believe the payroll is $170 million. It's not nothing by any means. But Arenado doesn't feel like the team is keeping their word and trying to compete. Do you believe that the Rockies are trying to compete? Or do you believe that Nolan Arenado, that they essentially lied to him, and thus they're being disrespectful. I do think that they lied to him. I mean, based on the offseason that they've had thus far, obviously, coming off a season where they won 71 games. I mean, mind you, he's been up with the team since 2013. They've only been over 500 twice during that span where you know they lost in the wildcard game in 2017 to the Diamondbacks. They won the wildcard game against the Cubs in 2018, and they lost in the NLDS. They got swept by the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in 2018. So he's tasted postseason, uh, the postseason just twice in seven seasons with the team. And I understand, look, this happens in all sports. It's happening with Bradley Beal right now with the Washington Wizards. I sure. mean, guys don't want to play for losing teams. And yes, they signed these huge contract extensions and... They're looking out for themselves and their family. And hey, look, I'm never going to blame a player for wanting to get their money. There's, I will never blame a player for that whatsoever. So it's, it's a little bit of both here, right? Because you signed the extension, right? You're supposed to honor that contract. Yes, you want to be competitive, but you signed an extension with the Colorado Rockies. Correct. If you wanted to be with a more competitive team, why didn't you just go to free agency where... You still would have got paid the same amount. People were going to pay Nolan Arenado no matter what. Obviously. Not just the Colorado Rockies. There, there are plenty of suitors out there, as we see now, amidst trade rumors, that 
want Nolan Arenado on the team. He chose to sign with the Rockies. So it's, yes, the Rockies lied to him. Yeah. They're not competitive. Right. And I don't see them being competitive anytime soon. They're not trying. Their pitching is terrible and it has been basically Your whole life. as long as they've been a franchise. Mm-hmm. They cannot get good pitching in Coors Field. They had that half a year of Ubaldo. Of Ubaldo, yes. Ubaldo Jimenez. That was fun. It was a um, half year. But outside of that, they can't find any pitching, and no matter how great your offense is, if you're a one-sided team, and again, it doesn't matter what sport you are, you're really not going to be competitive. So it was wrong by the Rockies if they told him that they were going to be competitive in order to get him to sign that contract. But at the same time, Nolan Arenado should have realized the Rockies are probably not going to be good. So he could have signed that contract somewhere else. It's a little bit of both, but I see why he would be angry with the organization. Ultimately, I think he gets traded before the season starts, Greg. So I really didn't think so before yesterday. I really didn't think so. And he's killing their leverage, too, with all this. Clearly. Yep. He kept his mouth shut in hopes, I guess, of getting traded. Really. And he didn't want to say the wrong thing. He didn't want to be disrespectful in any way. But you know in this negotiation, I'm sure, listen, we think about it from the personal side, where you live in Colorado, you like playing in Colorado, your family obviously lives in Colorado, you don't want to move. And if they're going to offer you close to, as ma- close to the amount of money that you expect to make on the open market, you stay. But he wanted the best of both worlds. He wanted to get paid and he wanted to be competitive. So he went to the owner of the GM and said, listen, I will sign with you, but you need to be competitive. You need to lay out the money. You have to do it. And there's probably a level of loyalty there too, right? Yeah, sure. The team that drafts him, he wants to win with that team. But he wants the loyalty on both sides, yeah. right? Like you're, And that's fair. I agree with you. that's what they told him. I mean, we don't know what but happens so behind why, closed doors. All reports are that they told him that. Yeah. And w- why wouldn't they? If you want to keep knowing Arenado a lot, of course, yeah, we're going to bring in a bunch of guys. And I'm sure they're, not excuse, but in their minds, they'd be like, listen, we are trying to be competitive. We, we put $170 million into this team. I mean, it's not my fault that Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy... So then they need a new manager. Sure, general manager. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They they replaced their manager recently in Bud Black, uh, bringing Bud Black in, replacing Walt Weiss. But, yeah, sure they need Bud Black isn't the answer either. He's been there for, what, two, three years now? He made the playoffs before that. True. He's the first year he has made the playoffs, I think, right? That is correct. So, I mean, you can't replace him after that. It's not fair. So, the question now becomes... Will Nolan Arenado get traded? It's funny because last week we were talking about doing a little Nolan Arenado player profile a bit. So let's dive into Nolan Arenado. Sure. We know what he is in Colorado. He's a first-round pick. If he gets traded, is he still a first-round pick? How does his career compare to some of the other players that have gone out of Colorado in the prime of their careers? We'll tell you in the next half hour here on the BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, let's get into it and put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot by offering a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. We really receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to $500. You open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college or pro sports. You're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. 
Open your new account and claim your free wager for up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, Frank Stample, Greg Sussman here. Talking Rockies baseball, in fact. Now, Nolan Arenado may be traded. May not be. But right now, you have this mock draft tomorrow. And people have seemingly fallen off the Nolan Arenado bandwagon for a multitude of reasons. One, those drastic home road splits. Number two, in fact, they may get traded, so he won't be playing in Colorado for 81 games anymore. Number three, he doesn't run at all. And when you have all these guys that hit all these home runs in the juice ball era, give you all these RBIs in the juice ball era, and you hit you know, close enough to 300 in the juice ball era, you want guys that score runs, and you want guys that have speed. Nolan Arenado, neither are really his strongest suit, I would say. So, Frank, you've done some research here. What say you about Nolan Arenado? I think where Nolan Arenado is going right now, according to the NFBC in the month of January, at pick 13.2, uh, the 14th player off the board, I think make, that makes sense. As a back end of the first round player, as long as he is with the Colorado Rockies, uh, going one pick ahead of Freddie Freeman, everybody else in the first round, Juan Soto, Trevor Story, Alex Bregman, Trey Turner, uh, Lindor, those are the five hitters just ahead of him. They all contribute something in stolen bases. While not great, they might give you eight to ten stolen bases. A few of those guys, Lindor will give you 20, uh, Trey Turner will give you 40, um, those, they all contribute something in stolen bases. Nolan Arenado does not. He's going to give you two to three stolen bases. Now realize I said, as long as he is in Colorado, this is a fair place for him to go. He's a legit four-category contributor, 35 to 40 home runs, going to hit around 300, going to give you close to 100 runs, over 100 RBIs. He's a four-category stud. There's no doubt about it. As long as he's in Colorado, Greg, and the reason I say that is because you look at his career, much like Larry Walker and a few other Rockies that were former Rockies that we'll talk about, his home road splits. Career at home, 324 batting average, 380 on base, 615 slug. That's a 995 OPS. On the road, 265, 323, 476, a 799 OPS. His Babbitt goes from 327 at home to 276 on the road. His ISO, 290 at home. On the road, 211. Weighted runs created plus, 130 at home, 109 on the road. To put that in perspective, Greg, last year, two players had an exact 211 isolated power. Those players were Paul DeYoung and Corey Seager. That's basically Nolan Arenado on the road. Two players had a 109 weighted runs created plus in 2019. Eduardo Escobar and Fran Mil Reyes. That's basically who Nolan Arenado is on the road. Now, if he were to be traded somewhere else, let's just say St. Louis, for example, more of a neutral ballpark, maybe geared more towards pitching, slightly. I don't think that he would just be a 799 OPS player. I mean, players play better at home, and obviously they play better in Coors Field. I think he would probably settle in somewhere around an 850 to 875 OPS player, which is a very good player. That's very clearly a second-round player in fantasy baseball, maybe even a third-round player, if we're being honest. Just if I had to project a stat line, if he's if he ends up with St. Louis, I'll say 275, 32 to 34 home runs, probably close to 100 RBIs still, less than 100 runs, but obviously you're going to lose about 20 to 25 points off the batting average, and let's say five to seven home runs. That's a 
that's a second-round player. I think that's a very fair second-round player. Who would you rather have if he gets traded? Nolan Arenado or Aaron Judge? Still Nolan Arenado, just because Aaron Judge has issues with health. And I don't, I don't know that they're going to go away. I understand his first year as a rookie was kind of fluke. He got hit in the hand. He broke a bone. But we spoke a lot about this with Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries last year. And when it comes to Judge and when it comes to Stanton, these guys are freak athletes. They're huge. They're very muscular human beings. I don't know that baseball players are supposed to be built like that, Greg. And until one of Stanton or Judge shows me again that they can play over 150 games, let's even say 140 games, I'm going ex- to assume that they play under that. I just don't know that someone who's built like that is supposed to play baseball every single day throughout the course of six months. And I think that they'll always kind of have a propensity for injuries there. So for me, I'd lean with Arenado, but I think you're in the right range. I think he would probably drop down into that late second round range. And I think that makes sense. If you want to talk about just at the position, sure. the question that you ask yourself is who would you rather have if he were traded, Rafael Devers or Nolan Arenado? So... As somebody that, and we talked about this before downstairs about Trevor Bauer, as someone that's been burned by Rafi Devers before a couple of years ago, yeah, seeing what he did last year was extremely, extremely frustrating. I'm right there with you. I know. I own him as well we two years this ago. together. Yep. But do you do it again, or do you take more of what you think is a sure thing in Nolan Arenado? But is Nolan Arenado a sure thing if he's not in Coors Field? Maybe Rafi Devers had Alex Cora, Alex Cora cheating behind him. Not, I'm not, that's not definitely even kidding. A possibility. I'm not even kidding. It's definitely, but I think that would be a fair question, right? Yeah. Like Rafi Devers versus Nolan Arenado. I don't think it's a fair question. I think that that's the range that Arenado would drop to if he were traded. Right now, Devers is ADP. So you think that much of his value just comes from Colorado? For sure. There's no doubt about it. I I just laid out the home road twist, Greg. I understand. So Rafi Devers is going at pick 23 right now. Aaron Judge is going pick 29. If you think Arenado versus Judge is a fair question, Devers is going six spots ahead of Aaron Judge right now. I like Aaron Judge. Of course you do. Sorry. We'll give you some more I bleed names. blue and white. Let we'll me give you some more names. Yep. Nolan Arenado or Fernando Tatis? Right now? Right now, the answer is Nolan Arenado. Don't be so sure, Dude, man. Come on. Tatis is rising up draft. Board. I don't I'm care if he's rising. What I would do. I'm asking what you I'm would saying do. Tatis. It's is your show. What do you do? I know he's rising. 16.780 I, 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 right I have it in front of me. Arenado's 13.2. I, 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 I see it. Right now, if you told me Nolan Arenado's playing this entire season in Colorado, I would take him over Fernando Tatis. What if he's playing his entire season in St. Louis? I would take Tatis. What am I missing this Tatis thing? Well, I'm, he was just amazing, Greg. <laughs> he took the league by storm last year as in his first taste in the MLB. Greg's like, hold on a second. Let me look into Fernando Tatis here because how good was Fernando Tatis Jr. really? I mean, Greg. That's what I'm trying to figure out, yes. <laughs> he's, he's pretty damn good. He goes 317 with a 969 OPS as a rookie. Played 84 games. We care that his batter was over 400. Oh, for sure. Okay. We definitely care about that. So we care about that. He had 22 home runs and 16 stolen bases. Very good. With 116 runs scored in right around half a season. Excellent. You're not going to do the thing where you just, oh, well, if you multiply this by two, he's going to hit you 44 do- home runs and steal 32 bases. You no, can't do that. He's not going to do that. No. But I'll give you some projections. These just came out today. Fantastic. The ATC projections. Uh-huh. 274, mm-hmm. 29 home runs, 94 runs scored, 24 stolen bases for Fernando Tatis. Okay. Which is not 
is not really far off from Trevor Story, who is a bona fide first round pick. He's more home, Trevor Story has more home runs now. Yeah, he's going to hit more home runs, give you more RBIs. Right. The so, runs are similar. The right. stolen bases are a little bit higher for Tatis. Similar batting average. So it's not far off. He should go a little bit behind Trevor Story based on those projections. The bad that was crazy for sure. There's no doubt about it. Nuts. Four ten. Strikes out a lot. He had three seventeen. He's not going to hit three seventeen. I guess a second round. I guess Fernando Tatis is a second round pick. Because it reminds yeah. you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Starling Marte when he was doing this a couple years ago. And Starling Marte was always a second round pick. That's where that's like what I translate Fernando Tatis for. Yeah, like I would say a fair projection for Tatis is two seventy, close to thirty home runs, twenty five steals, like a thirty twenty five player. With a 270 batting average that probably scored close to 100 runs. Sure. That's close to a first-round pick, if not a first-round pick. Interesting. Yep. That's good to know. <laughs> Learn, I'm learning. Greg's learning. I'm learning. He's jumping in. I'm jumping in. He's got I'm a late start this year, you know? It's not really a late start. It's year hasn't happened yet. I mean, Greg, two years ago, you are looking up Tyler Chatwood splits. <laughs> I was. <laughs> How'd I do that year? I don't know. How, I do. How was your 2017? Was it a profitable year? How did you and Nando do in GSC that year? I don't probably poorly. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I know Nando and I, we traded for my chat. That was fun. You did do that. I that think with cool. the king, you traded yeah, with, we the king. with the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. Twenty nineteen was was not good. Twenty eighteen was a profitable year for Greg. Twenty seventeen didn't didn't really do much. I don't think. Yeah. Twenty nineteen probably wasn't a great year for you, considering you stopped helping me do waiver wire bids for the final three months of the season. The team was very bad. <laughs> it was a bad team. He was, he was very, very bad. It seems like you have more faith in Nolan Arenado if he you know were what? to be traded that's away. A really You're good, an Arenado guy. I am. That's a, that's a really good word for it. It's, it's faith in Nolan Arenado. And I understand what those splits are. I, 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 I get it. Is it fair to use that? Like if he's playing 81 home games in St. Louis, it's not as the same as playing in Dodger Stadium or playing them or even in Miller Park, the opposite end of it, right? Like That's why I didn't just give him his road splits, right? His, his road OPS yeah. in his career is 799. Sure. I think he'll still be like an Better 875 yeah, OPS yeah. player. And you, and, you were, and you were fair with that, right? Like, I'm not... Faith is a really good word because at just 29 years old in April, Nolan Arenado is still in the prime of his career. I, I think, is it crazy to think that he's going to hit 40 home runs away from course, not playing all those games in course field? Maybe. That's probably crazy. That's probably crazy. I don't think it's crazy to say you'll hit 30, right? That, that's not crazy. By for any what, means. For what it's worth, Greg, uh, his expected batting average consistently has been below 280. Why? 271 expected batting average in his career, 295 actual batting average in his career. It's that's the course field effect. That's definitely That's an inflated field. BABIP in course field. That's an issue. Yeah. That's a major So that's why, you know, when I 30. gave my realistic projection for Arenado potentially in a Cardinals uniform... He's probably a 270, 275 hitter. Now, a lot of people said the same thing about DJ LeMayhew. Which doesn't hurt your batting average no. in Roto. That's It's just not... You know, you want to be between... He's just not a borderline first-round pick, then. No, he's not. He's like a mid-to-late second-rounder. Yeah. I mean, this is you are not a ghost tomorrow for you. The steal in the second round right now, Greg? J.D. Martinez. Oh, yeah, we talked about this already. Yeah. All right. DJ LeMayhew, everyone counted him out when he went left Colorado. But he was better than ever last year. We'll try to figure out why. Next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
Frankie and I talking about uh, Fernando Tatis during the break. Like diving to baseball. Learning so much, Frank. Proud of you, buddy. Are you right. excited? It's kind of exciting, you know right? I'm excited. You know I'm Get excited. Get back into baseball I, I a little bit. That. I love baseball. I just don't like, like But you don't players. love talking baseball. Like the song. Right. I don't like the song <laughs> talking baseball. That's a fact. But you do love Carly Rae Jepsen. I was hoping you played Carly Rae Jepsen, Danny. Come on. And Yogi read the comics all the while. What was the song Carly Rae Jepsen was known for? Rock and roll. Only Navy? Oh, Call Me Maybe. I get her and the girl who sings Friday confused. One's Rebecca a, Black. One's like a superstar, one's not. Well, in my mind, they'll always be one-hit wonders. Carly Rae Jepsen has many other songs than that. <laughs> that's what I, I was, know. That's the I, point you're getting is, I'm not giving her a fair shake. You're not. You, you don't know her other music. It's not reasonable. That is a factual statement. All I right. don't know her other music. Danny, Danny do, you, do you know her other music? I, I know like, that she has a new album, but I didn't know anything else. Coming back from that. the next break, play a Carly Rae Jepsen song, all right? If you could, like, if you could, like cut to the feeling, that would be great. No, 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 no. Uh, no. You don't even know the song. All right, whatever. Play it. <laughs> Coming back from the next break. Well, that's only maybe. Yeah. It just puts you in a good mood, you know? This, this is why people hate us, Greg. This is me. I don't, if you hate me, I'm sorry. This is me. At least you're hating the real me, you know? Hate it or love it. The underdog's on top. Now that's a better song. Where you think you're going, baby? Sorry. So here's my number. Can we please talk DJ LeMayu, Greg? Let's please. Talk, let's talk DJ LeMayu, man. DJ LeMayu left Colorado last year as a 30-year-old player, and he goes over to uh, goes over to the Yankees. Great. You didn't know his playing time. You knew the ballpark was good. Obviously, not as good as Colorado. What could DJ LeMayu do? Well, last year, he was inarguably the Yankees' MVP. 26 home runs, 109 runs scored, 102 ribbies, stole a couple of bases, batting 327. The Babbitt was around 350. He has done that before. OBP, 375. He was fantastic last year for the New York Yankees. For the question that all fantasy owners have and Yankee fans alike is, can he do it again? What's your answer to that? I don't think that he'll be able to do what he did last year. I, I think that that's very clearly going to end up being a career year for him. By all accounts, you know, you put it next to any season he's ever had. The power is not going to be there. 26 home runs, 109 runs scored. The runs very clearly could be over 100. I, I really do believe that. But 102 RBIs, I mean, this guy was a machine. They call him the machine. The Yankees actually gave him the nickname, the machine. Because with runners in scoring position, runners in scoring position with two outs, he was unstoppable. He was amazing. I don't know that that's going to happen again. Expecting anywhere close to 100 RBIs as a leadoff hitter, that seems like fool's gold. So uh, the projections that I see, 75 RBIs, even as a leadoff hitter, that's a lot. But in the Yankees lineup, he should be able to do that. 75 to 80 RBIs, uh, I think that's fair. The batting average. Look, you mentioned he's done this before, Greg. There was another year with Colorado back in 2016 where he hit 348. He hit 327 last year. Is that completely out of the realm of possibility? I don't think so. I wouldn't project it personally, but I do think he's going to hit over 300. I think he can hit, you know, anywhere from 310 to 315. You know, last year, you look at his StatCast numbers, he was amazing. His exit velocity, Greg, yep. 92nd percentile. His expected batting average was in the 99th percentile. So he did things a little bit differently last year. He hit the ball extremely hard. He raised his launch angle a little bit. It was the highest... Uh, 6.7 average degrees launch angle last year was the highest of his career as well. Highest expected slugging percentage of his career. 
Uh, even with his batting average being 327, the expected batting average was 322. So there's really not a lot that says that Lemayhu's going to regress all that much, Greg. He is, but he is going to. Right. I think so. I think that's kind of like a common sense thing, right? I don't think the. I think they're going to change the ball. Like to. no one knows for sure they what that effect to. is going to have. Yeah, but the effect that it it would have is on someone like Lemayhu from a power perspective. You know, him hitting 26 home runs. He never had more than 15 ever before in his career. So I would say he's probably going to hit 15 to 18 home runs this year, score over 100 runs, hit over 300, 75 to 80 RBIs, and give you a handful of stolen bases. That's a very good base. That's a very good player. His ADP right now sits at 65. So if you're in a 12-team league, that's in the sixth round. If you're in a 15-teamer, that's in the early fifth round of a draft. That seems like pretty good value. It seems fair. It seems fair to me. He provides... Categories that are often overlooked. He, he's an elite run scorer. He's elite at batting average. Slash OBP. He's not going to completely kill you in home runs and RBIs. The problem with the batting average contributors that you'll find later on in roto drafts is they don't do anything else. Right. It's going to be guys that hit over 300, but it's like Luis Arias, who's going to give you 10 home runs. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to give you maybe 50 RBI, you know? So the thing with LeMahieu is elite runs, elite batting average, doesn't completely kill you in the other spots. I think you also five stolen bases. I think you also have to appreciate the position eligibility you get out of DJ LeMahieu. Oh, second first, base second is and not third. good this year. First, second, and third, though. Yeah, you, you, that's a great point. If you play in a you know one of these draft and hold leagues, like a draft champions league, or even a best ball draft, the best ball drafts, they, they pick your position beforehand. He's a second baseman in Fantrax best ball drafts. But in the draft and hold leagues, having that versatility is great. First, second, and third. So you're right about that. Uh, what I've noticed so far is first and second base are really not all that deep this year, especially second base. Third base, third base is way deep. We mentioned that when we previewed uh, Josh Donaldson signing with the with the Minnesota Twins. So all in all, LeMahieu returned what second, third round value last year. Mm-hmm. He was a top four second baseman in both points leagues and roto leagues last year. I think he's a good value. I think he's a fair value. Maybe not, you know. A steal by any means, but I think where he's going is fair. It seems right. I think it makes sense. It, it seems right. So the other guys going in his area, according to the NFBC at the moment, these are mostly 15-team leagues, are right behind him. Matt Olson? I do love Matt Olson, Greg. You know that. They're different players, right? You're getting well, different things out of them. You have to know what you want at that point in the draft. Correct. Victor Robles? I'd People rather, will never quit Robles. I'd rather have LeMay. I, mean, I know he's young, but I'd rather have LeMay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. People think Robles can have that march. I know. You know, 20 yeah. home runs, 35 steals. Totally understand it. Mr. RBI grounded that himself, Anthony Rizzo. Oh, my goodness. Why are people still doing this, man? You get Jose Abreu 20 picks later. I feel you said this last year, too. I, I, last year, <laughs> I said you get Jose Abreu 40 picks later. Paul Goldschmidt? I like the value on Goldie. Who would you rather have? Again, it comes down to what you need, you know? Goldie, at this point, doesn't really give you much batting average. He's gonna give. He's gonna be a two sixty hitter. Yeah, but he's close to a Matt Olson type player. He's gonna give you power. He's gonna give you. He's gonna give you the home runs. He's gonna give you RBIs. He's gonna give you how many home runs? Did he Ninety runs year? scored, something like that. How many, runs, how many home runs did he finish with last year? Paul, Paul Goldschmidt, mid thirties, yeah. thirty four, and that was in a juice ball season, you know. Thirty four, ninety seven, ninety seven. So I, I don't mind Goldschmidt. Fine. Again, it comes down to what you need. I don't, I, I'm saying, like, I don't know that it does. I would probably... I'm saying that he's like, LeMahieu still might be the choice. Just prefer in LeMahieu yeah, in a vacuum. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Last one I want to give you behind him is... This is a good one, too. Yuan Moncada. 
I can see wanting Moncada. So Moncada had the highest bat of all baseball last year. He did. He had three fifteen. <laughs> he cut down his strikeouts. He cut down his strikeouts last year, which he needed to. But do. the thing is, so with Moncada, he brings massive prospect pedigree that LeMahieu never had. Of course. So like this might just be like the natural progression for you. Five years old in May. Like, would it surprise you? The batting average is going to come down, right? He's not going to lead the league. Four oh six was his batting last year. So even if that comes down to like two eighty, two ninety. Still could hit 30 home runs, 15 stolen bases, something like that, at a Moncada. He's only getting better. I can, I can see making the case for Moncada over DJ LeMahieu. So last year, played 130 games this year. He's projected to play anywhere between 145 and 150. A similar amount of home runs, similar amount of RBIs, runs scored, and stolen bases. The average is significantly worse. Right? The average goes from 315 last year to more of like a 265 hitter. That's what they haven't projected for. 267. What was the K size. percentage at last year for Moncada? 27.5. What was it the year before? 33.4. All right. So look, if he, yeah, cuts, well, if he cuts that again, not, not cut it that much, but if he drops it to 25%. I will say this. He walked less last year too. He walked 10% of the time uh, in 2018, walked just 7% of the time in 2019. Okay. So he was more... Hit the so what ball. that tells me is well, he, he, was, more contact. he was more aggressive at swinging at pitches in the strike zone. inside the strike mm-hmm. zone. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't as passive in terms of taking walks. That's fine. Look, if that's going to help with the batting average and... Help him, you know, mature and and become that player that we all expected Moncada to be. Then sure, he can, you know, if he stays around a seven eight percent walk rate, that's fine. You still lean Lemayhew. I do. That's. I do. I feel very, this is probably the closest one. I agree. I totally agree. I feel safer with Lemayhew than I do you on Moncada. No doubt about it. Yeah, definitely a safer player than Moncada. Moncada yep. has more upside. So Lemayhew, anyway. The, the point is, Lemayhew leaves Colorado and has a career year. So. Before that, I'm sorry, Frankie, I may have missed this. His home road splits while in Colorado, like while a member of the Yankees, for his career, we could just say. In his easy. career, yeah. before he joined the Yankees last year, yeah. he was in Coors Field, 329 hitter, 834 OPS. This okay. was DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. In his career in general, so this isn't just, I couldn't extrapolate just his road splits without, before he joined the Yankees. Okay. So just his career in general, he was a 302 hitter. So from 329 to 302, OPS goes from 834 to 776 for DJ LeMahieu. Okay. And obviously LeMahieu is... And then he had a career year in Yankee Stadium. But again, that was a juice ball. It's a good environment still to hit in Yankee Stadium. Better than Bush. Uh, is it still Bush? The Cardinals? I think so. I think it is. The new Bush, maybe? Is it called the new Bush? Maybe. But uh, it's a better environment to hit in than you know if Arenado were to join St. Louis. Uh, and, I mean, both are really good lineups, but the Yankees lineup is better than the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had Matt Holiday as another I, So I was, I was about to bring that up. So yeah. we talk about the Cardinals a lot. We talk about players leaving Colorado in the middle of their careers. Well, Matt Holiday did, right? Traded to Oakland, much traded to St. Louis, and that's kind of where he spent the majority of the second half of his career with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, Frank, um, when Holiday left, he was in the prime of his career. How are his splits? So from 2004 to 2008, he was a 319, 386, 552 hitter. Uh, his career in Coors Field, 360 batting average, 1,082 OPS. His career in general, 299 hitter, so from 360 to 299, OPS was 889. So from 1,082 to an 889 OPS. In the years just after he left Coors Field, from 2009 to 2013, this is a five-year sample where he was still in the prime of his career. He hit 304, 388, 512. 
Um, and in Coors Field from 2004 to 2008, while with the Rockies, he had a 353 Babbitt that went to 333 when he was with the Cardinals, so dropped by 20 points. His ISO went from 233 to 208, so that lowered by 25 points. Uh, he was actually a better hitter overall, just in terms of weighted runs created plus. 133 with Colorado, 146 with the Cardinals. Wow. Better, better lineup probably in his time yeah. uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's interesting, but what I'm taking away is in most cases, maybe notwithstanding, the average is going to drop for Arenado. The average is clearly going to drop. No doubt about it. Howard will, will drop, but not like significantly, I don't think. It'll be a combination of the juice ball dropping, and I think it'll be, and certainly leaving Colorado playing all those games. So he'll still be around, because he's around 40 last year, he's around 40 every year. He'll be closer to the 30 to 35 range than 40 realistically, with, a, with a, a lesser average. I think RBIs will still be there. I agree with you that the runs go, uh, the runs go lower, and I agree that you know, he's still never going to steal bases. That's not who Nolan Arenado is. You don't get points for being the best third baseman in the game. It's not a thing in fantasy baseball. Although you want that to I be do believe that errors should be a category. <laughs> I stand by that. Um, I get it. I've talked to you off Nolan Arenado. That was the whole point of this show. Only if he gets traded. If he doesn't get traded, I'm all in. Oh, for sure. I agree with you. Okay. Like I said, if he stays in Colorado, if he's in Colorado from day one, and that doesn't mean he's going to end the year. From day one to day 365. Yeah. <laughs> day one of the season, opening day, uh, then he should still be a late first-round pick. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm on the same page with you. Diesel Mayu, by the way, I pulled up his, full, his road split in general. 272 versus 331 at home, counting the Yankee year. Interesting, the home runs, which is I find more interesting than ever. 40 home runs in Colorado slash Yankee Stadium, 35 away. Pretty similar when it was all said and done, which I think was really interesting. It's the average that you've pointed out as it makes sense. Three questions in three minutes is next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. EFFs, wrapping up. Wager Talks next on the Tuesday edition of the show. So normally you got three questions in three minutes, but instead I'm going to give you one question that I want three answers for in these three minutes that we have left. Sure. Okay? So if Nolan Arenado gets, if Nolan Arenado gets traded, and that's assuming they don't mend their fences and whatnot and all just do their thing, who is this going to affect most from a fantasy baseball perspective in Colorado? Like, obviously, Trevor Story is a first-round pick. Charlie Blackman, I don't even know where he's going this year. But I haven't done any research on Charlie Blackman, obviously. Like a third, fourth-round pick. Okay. Which seems like a good value if Arenado's there. I'll do some research on him. But who does this affect the most in Colorado? So I'll give you two that it affects negatively, and I'll give you one that affects positively. Obviously, this is Garrett Hansen and all over. No. Yes. <laughs> so Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman undoubtedly would, you know, be affected most negatively by Nolan Arenado. Actually, as of now, I know that you love roster resource, Greg. They and have Trevor I do Story not. leading off. Can I tell Rockies. you anything I hate more than roster? Charlie Blackman batting cleanup now. 
I know Blackman isn't the player that he used to be, but I still imagine that Charlie Blackman's going to lead off for this tra- team and Trevor Story is going to hit in the middle of the lineup. If there's no Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman consistently over 100 runs scored every single year. He's still going to be a good run scorer, but maybe not as elite as he has been in years past. The Blackman thing, I know, like, if Arenado's not. Sorry to interrupt you. The Blackman thing's crazy. Yeah. It's like, right, Blackman's not a first round pick anymore. He's not a second round pick anymore. He has a run. But, like, in Roto Leagues, where runs are a category. One minute. Dude puts up over 100 runs every year. Yeah. It's 30 home runs every year. Yeah. The average is around 300 every year. This is good. He's just, he's really frustrating to own in a head-to-head league. Like, if you need consistency, I I wouldn't own him in that format. You could take him in Roto. That's perfectly fine. But even, like, in his home road splits are even more drastic. drastic yeah, they're bad. Yeah. So it's so annoying because even throughout the season, like, you almost don't want to play Blackman when he's on the road, ever. And that's like a, your third-round pick. So we're not drafting Charlie Lockman. So it's kind of frustrating. Probably not. We'll deep dive. We'll talk about it, Craig. Okay. But Trevor Story, obviously, you know, if he's batting in the middle of that lineup, there's no Arenado. Not as uh, not as many RBI opportunities. Not as many opportunities to drive batters in. And then the person it would affect positively the most is Garrett Hampson, who, you know, then they could put Ryan McMahon over at third base. Then they could put Garrett Hampson at second. He could play every single day. People still think that he has that bat. He could steal some bases. He has some upside from a fantasy baseball perspective. All right, tomorrow, Zion Williamson's back. We'll tell you about it. Wager Talk's up next. For Frank, I'm Greg. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. hope.